Have you ever wondered why you can sound pretty good the day before an audition or performance and even feel pretty confident backstage warming up, but then sound like a totally different person when it actually counts? Everyone experiences this gap between performance and practice. So it's totally not just you. Part of the problem is that our practice tends to be skewed heavily towards learning rather than performing, which can help us sound pretty good in the practice room, but this level of playing doesn't always transfer to the stage, where you have to get something right the very first time when the adrenaline has kicked in. If you've wished you could feel more confident on stage and perform more consistently at the level you know you're capable of, or if you've wanted to help your students have a more positive experience on stage, but haven't been quite sure how to make that happen, starting Tuesday, June 18, I'll be teaching a live, online, accelerated two-week class on the most essential mental skills that can make the biggest difference in your practicing and performing. We'll meet twice a week via Zoom and work on a range of exercises and techniques in four essential psychological skill areas together as a group. And to make sure the ideas don't just stay in your head, but actually become consistent habits, I'll show you how to gently integrate these new skills into your or your students' daily practice in manageable, bite-sized pieces alongside a cohort of supportive practice buddies from around the world. Registration is open now through Sunday, June 16 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Over 1,500 musicians, educators, and students and learners of all ages have participated in the course already. You can find out what alumni are saying and sign up to join Cohort 18 at bulletproofmusician.com essentials. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Every young musician knows that in order to get better, they have to practice. But when you're new to practicing, it's not actually so clear what practicing is supposed to look like. I mean, it's clear that repetition is involved in some way, that we can see, but the most crucial and invisible element of effective practice are all the essential thought processes that underlie each repetition. The reflection, the analysis, the planning, self-monitoring, and so on. I know there were some times over the years when I would accidentally slip out of my default mode of mindless, shallow practice and into thoughtful, analytical, deep practice. But it probably wasn't until grad school that I really began consciously engaging in deliberate practice on purpose. Better late than never, I guess, but there's a part of me that wonders how my life might have been different had I really understood how to practice effectively from an earlier age. But is it just wishful thinking to imagine that I could have been a better practicer at a younger age? Like, could I have grasped the tenets of deliberate practice at age 2? Or at age 6? Or maybe at 12? Because there are two fundamental challenges here. One, you need to have a functional understanding of how to do deep practice. And then there's a motivational piece too. Because while deliberate practice can be deeply satisfying, it does take a lot of mental effort, and is probably not fun in the traditional sense of the word. So, is it possible to not only teach kids the how-to part of deep practice, but cultivate the motivation to continue deliberate practice as well? Well, as to the age thing, 
It wasn't super clear to me from the research I was able to find what the minimum age at which kids are able to grasp the tenets of deliberate practice might be. However, I did stumble across a 2016 paper which provided some pretty intriguing insights. One study involved 98 fifth graders and 111 sixth graders from four different schools around the country. Everyone started out with a math test to determine their starting level of performance. Then the students went through a 25-minute online training session with text, audio, video, and some activities. Half of the students, the treatment group, learned the key elements of deep practice. In other words, A, focus on weaknesses, B, get feedback, C, concentrate 100%, and D, repeat until mastery. They were all taught that talent and effort are both necessary for success, though effort and deliberate practice in particular are often overlooked. They were encouraged to interpret frustration and confusion as positive signs that one is engaging in optimal practice activities, so as to create the expectation that while deep practice is not always easy, it does pay off in the long run. Meanwhile, the other half of the students, the control group, learned some time management strategies and were taught memorization techniques like mnemonics. Five days later, students began spending class time doing multiplication and division problems in Khan Academy. So did an understanding of deep practice lead to better math scores? Well, it depends on how well you were doing in math to begin with. The students who started out with high pretest scores didn't benefit much from the deep practice training, as they basically spent their time going through a bunch of math problems that were already pretty easy for them. But the students who started out with lower pretest scores totally did benefit from the training and performed better than their counterparts who did not learn deep practice. So this seems really promising, but how much of a difference would this short training make in the long term? Like, would students continue to engage in deep practice weeks or months later? A second study looked at 427 sixth graders from three different middle schools. Everyone started by completing several sessions of a 45-minute math task that was specifically designed to measure how much deliberate practice a student would engage in. How so? Well, the task involved doing a series of math problems where the goal was to keep leveling up to higher levels of difficulty by answering five problems correctly in a row. The students were told to treat the task as a regular classroom assignment, but informed that they could take breaks and freely browse the internet as they pleased. Ten weeks later, half of the students received the deliberate practice training, while the other half, the control group, went through a training module on the connection between deep interests and high achievement, motivation, and overcoming some of the hurdles that can get in the way of motivation and success. The next day, all participants completed the 45-minute math task again, and a month later, students completed the 45-minute math task one final time. So, did the deliberate practice training make any difference in the student's practice behavior? The short answer is yes, and the finer details are pretty interesting. For one, the students who received deep practice training reported a higher tolerance for frustration, both on the day after training as well as a month later. These same students also demonstrated more deliberate practice type behavior during the math task compared to the students who received the generic training on motivation. Once again, this is true both on the day after the training and one month later.
Most notably, though, students who received the deliberate practice training earned higher GPAs in the following grading period than those in the control group, and particularly those who had lower GPAs to start with. This is all super encouraging, but there's a bit of bad news too. A follow-up study found that this enhanced practice behavior doesn't necessarily continue forever, because when they asked students to do the 45-minute math task four months later, the students had fallen back into their old habits. Sure, at first this might seem like a bit of a downer, but keep in mind that all the teachers in this study were totally in the dark about the content of the training. So the students were making all of these changes to their practice behavior totally on their own. And as much as I'd love it if a 25-minute training could permanently transform my kids into deep practicing machines, it makes perfect sense that deliberate practice behavior would naturally drop off without a teacher, coach, or parent around to provide ongoing support and encouragement. So what exactly was in this training? And how could you help your youngster embrace the principles of deliberate practice? Well, you can download the study's supplementary materials, which contains a full script of the deliberate practice training. You can find the link to this at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. In addition, there's a link to a whole lesson plan on deliberate practice for the classroom with worksheets and so on that was developed by Angela Duckworth, who is one of the co-authors of the paper. This too is accessible at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. And before we wrap up for today, there's one other thing that I wanted to mention. As you know from experience, learning a skill and performing that skill are two very different things. But in much the same way that the participants in these studies improve their grades by learning how to do deep practice, performing well in auditions is a learnable skill too. I think of it as being kind of like cooking Thanksgiving dinner for 30 people. I mean, producing a big Thanksgiving dinner is a ton of work, and getting everything to come together all at the right time at the right temperature is a real challenge. Like, you have to remember to defrost the turkey before Thanksgiving Day, which I learned the hard way. And if you wait too long to put the turkey in the oven, there's a whole domino effect that affects when all of your other dishes are going to be ready. Unless, of course, you can find a neighbor with an oven to spare, which is hard to do and also super embarrassing. All this to say, if you wake up on Thanksgiving morning and don't have a plan or system in place, it's probably going to be an insanely stressful day with lots of unexpected surprises and not the good kind. In all fairness, cooking Thanksgiving dinner for 30 is going to be stressful even with a plan. But if you have a system you trust that has proven itself in multiple past Thanksgivings, you can tell your brain to chill when it starts freaking out about the mashed potatoes not being finished with only two hours left until dinner time. Because you've done the math, everything is on schedule, and past experience suggests that it's all going to work out okay. The idea of an audition preparation system may seem kind of intense, but really, it's just like a Thanksgiving plan that you can trust. Facilitating not just peace of mind throughout the process, but ensuring you peak at the right time too and can go into the audition itself confident and ready to play your very best. If you've found audition prep to feel a little bit too much like the wing it version of Thanksgiving and would like it to feel a lot more like the well-oiled machine version of Thanksgiving, Met Opera percussionist Rob Knopper and I are running a live online eight-week audition prep bootcamp that opens next week, October 21st. 
We'll walk you through a three-phase system that includes the right way to do excerpt research and build audition day confidence from day one, how to get all your rep into muscle memory in such a way that it's more resistant to choking under pressure, a whole set of mental skills for dealing with audition day pressure, how to use recordings, set up effective mock auditions, and lots more. Through live Zoom meetings, weekly homework assignments with feedback, a private Facebook group, you'll go through the whole audition prep process alongside a cohort of enthusiastic, supportive, like-minded musicians who also want the good version of Thanksgiving. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, enrollment begins Monday, October 14, and goes all the way through Sunday, October 20th. You can get all the details at robnopper.com slash bootcamp. That's R-O-B-K-N-O-P-P-E-R dot com slash bootcamp.